Artcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we are going to talk about the Rogue Artist Survival Guide. Yes, the book, the book. The book. So in case any of you that are listening to this don't know, I released a book called The Rogue Artist Survival Guide uh, last year or the beginning of, yeah, last year. Last year. And right now we are in the process of recording a commentary. Yes, for, for said book. book, which we were like, oh, the commentary is probably going to be like, I don't know, like two hours, maybe three yeah, as it turns out, the commentary is actually going to probably be its own book. Yeah, because it turns out that we have a lot of stuff to say and add and stories to tell, and it's been a lot of fun. Go figure. Yeah, and it's so. really it's going to be really cool because whereas the Rogue Artist Survival Guide uh, is based on just my perspective pretty much, the Rogue Artist Survival Guide uh, commentary, and I that that name that's not the I'm I don't know if that's going to be the name. A or working not. title. Yeah, uh, basically is going to be both of our perspectives, which has been very very enjoyable. Um, unfortunately, that means that it's going to take a little bit longer to record, but we are hoping to be able to release that by the end of August, and possibly it will be on Audible. By the beginning of September, which will be really awesome. One of the really cool things about listening to my book at this point is that, wow, I'm actually very, very impressed. Like this is, I, I set out to write a book that I wish would have existed when I first started my art career. Mm -hmm. And the book really does uh, fit that because as you know after taking some time off and not like listening to the book or working stepping on the book, away stepping it. away from it and going back to it and actually sitting back and listening to the book like all the points that are covered are so important and mostly what I wanted to cover here is the kind of stuff that you don't necessarily see in other uh, art books and stuff they talk a lot about techniques and they talk a lot about the the market in a way i remember i was reading one book and they were like you know if you ever get lucky enough to get into a gallery and i was like lucky enough to get into a gallery <laughs> what kind uh, of advice is yeah, that like the whole point of getting it you know it's is like you don't need a gallery so like if a gallery is ever lucky enough to get you so the 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 perspectives was was different like that's a very disempowering perspective for me whereas in my book it's all about you and blazing your own trail and what you choose to do yeah and so like the book has a lot to do with my mindset and a lot of the different things that I've kept endless notes on over the last few years of like dealing with all my emotional struggles and like getting to those places where I'm like, wow, I got to figure this out. Absolutely. You literally like had to climb the mountain of notes that you took to like get to a place where you could put it all into a book and yeah. you did an excellent job and your book is great. I mean, what is that your opinion? Because yeah, this is this yeah. is like the first time that you're like listening. Yeah, to Yeah, so right? obviously I read the book because I helped edit the book. Right. Um, and I heard you record the book in audiobook format, but this is the first time I'm sitting down listening to the book, and of course I'm taking notes on what the commentary might be like, but I'm listening to the book, and dude, I'm a character in this book. Right. Like. I've been here for the entirety, of course, not the corporate years, but I've been here through it all with you. And so I know a lot of what you're talking about, but I still, I find the book entertaining. 
thought-provoking, uh, fun, refreshing, and even for me, like, oh, yeah, it's either reminding me of stuff or giving me a different perspective on stuff. And that's the thing is, like, it's not one and done, right? Like, right. well, I learned that. 10 years ago because you used me as an example so it's no longer relevant it's it's completely relevant i think it's things that are always going to be relevant whatever stage you're in so right i'm totally enjoying it high five <laughs> that's difficult thanks that was pathetic for any, any of you that couldn't see the high five was not glorious it was gloriously awkward yeah. one of the things that i wanted to do uh because you know obviously this podcast sounds like we're just like promoting the book which we are but at the same time like i the thing is that in listening to this one thing you have to understand is i put this book out there uh really to face a fear of my fear of putting something out there in written format mm -hmm. and what i'd realized was that i would you know i'm i'm in my 40s at this point and pretty much for the entirety of my life, I've wanted to write a book. I've wanted to do some kind of writing along with my art. And finally, I looked back and said, I'm writing songs. I'm creating art. I create art for a living. I'm doing these videos. I love the whole process of editing. And one of the things that's missing most definitely is the fact that I haven't written a book. And you've wanted to. And I've wanted to. And so, you know, it, it the process of writing the book in of itself is a, the same exact creative process that I was writing about in the book of like facing your fears and putting yourself out there and really pushing through the suck. Oh, yeah. Like pushing through the suck majorly. In ways that are sort of indescribable unless you're in it. <laughs> there was so much suck in writing this book, yeah. you know, but that's because the suck usually comes along with the idea that like, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to do something wrong. And the funny thing is that, uh, so like a lot of this stuff that I was experiencing in putting myself out there in this way, in a new format, uh, which I didn't think I was going to deal with the insecurities of doing that, uh, I went through all the insecurities and this is all stuff that I'm writing about in the book at the time as I'm going through these insecurities. Right. You know it, but it's like you're tapping into a different facet of the insecurities. So it's like you have to the, so the book in itself was the, the therapy, the healing process, the answer, if you will, yeah. to your struggle that you were facing in writing the book. But I feel like that's, that's the key factor there is that like, the the putting yourself out there with your art is indeed the therapy to the struggle of wanting to put yourself out there with your art. Writing a book is the therapy to the struggle of wanting to write a book. Mm -hmm. Like if there's anything out there that you want to do, doing it is the therapy of the struggle of doing it. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, that was the irony. Of course, that's not in the book because uh, we, that'll be in the next book. That was a gem likely. that just occurred right yeah. this moment. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so what I wanted to do with this particular podcast was actually share one of the chapters in the book and the it's chapter five. There is no roadmap. It's only about 13 minutes long. Uh, there, you know, it's, this is a, a, a little over six hours of a book. Uh, on Audible. But uh, yeah, I wanted to give you this chapter because this chapter kind of encompasses, there's a lot going on in the book, but this chapter really encompasses a lot of what 
what I've been talking about and what my philosophy is when it comes to figuring out how to create your own art career and what direction, which direction should you be looking in when you want to create your own art career, whether or not you should be looking outside of you or looking inside of you. And, and like I said before, the book really deals with the mindset that I feel that got me to a place where I'm at now. Am I uber successful and like, you know, making it rain with money as an artist? No, but then again, that's not my definition of success. I am extremely successful and this, the, a lot of the, the concepts in this book are actually what helped me get there. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, let's, uh, let's put on the chapter. Let's turn it over to the, to the audiobook. Yeah. Let's turn it over to the audiobook. Let's do this. There is no roadmap. When it comes to pursuing a creative life, there really is no roadmap. There is no fairy dust, no proven method. No magic formula, no Google map address, and no online course that could tell you where to go. There is only you, your imagination, and your backbone. The possibilities are endless when you invoke your creative power as an artist to forge your own path and blaze the trail ahead of you. This is a journey you will need to embark on with the awareness that you are uniquely you. Also, you are awesome. Listen, I'm not saying that you're unique and awesome to try and make you feel better about yourself. Unless you understand that you are the only person that could truly guide you through the plethora of bullshit advice that is floating around out there, you will feel lost and discouraged. Despite people promising 100000 a year if you take their online courses or use their proven methods, when it comes down to it, as a creative, your lasting power lies within your unique perspective. The fact that you see the world and interact with it unlike anyone else is a superpower. That's your machete. But if you don't believe in your superpower, you might as well eat a bowl of frosted kryptonite flakes. Most artist courses and books offer cookie-cutter advice that is not going to set you apart. They will teach you how to market your product, but it may drain your creativity in the process. When you follow someone else's path, it may ultimately lead somewhere you didn't want to go. Most courses are helpful, but I'll be honest, desperate artists make easy targets for all kinds of unscrupulous people out there with promises of fame, fortune, and artistic glory. Please be skeptical of anything that seems too good to be true. Remember, proven methods are not roadmaps. They are simply a suggestion and opinion selling themselves as a sure thing. There are no roadmaps in the art world, and as well-meaning as someone may try to be, the fact remains that they haven't walked in your shoes. They have no idea who you are and what you're capable of. They haven't experienced your fears, discouragement, disappointments. They can't predict your struggles because we all struggle with our own insecurities and our own set of roadblocks. Knowing more about marketing strategies is not going to help you with this. In business, you create a product, then you target your market, and you advertise to that targeted market. Funneling, mass marketing, creating a product that is in high demand in your area, networking, email marketing, social media marketing, and even event partnerships are just a few of the things that these courses introduce to artists. Usually they make it seem like it's the ultimate answer to all your dreams. These art marketing courses could work for some, but I know a lot of artists that were left disappointed by the results. In a desperate quest for answers, I think we can easily get lost in the idea that we are missing something and that someone else has the full recipe. 
As you traverse through the creative wilderness, it is essential to remember that being desperate in a survival situation will get you killed. We make horrible decisions when we are feeling desperate. A lot of artists feel desperate in their fledgling careers. They can feel desperate about money, exposure, validation, and a number of other things. This leads to some bad choices. Desperation is a choice. It is not in your pocket, and you can't find it outside of you. It is the way that you choose to feel as a response to your circumstances. The opposite of desperation is to feel empowered. I find that my decisions are much more beneficial to my art career and my life when I put myself in an empowered mindset. We simply make shit choices when we are desperate. I get it. It's not easy. We are continuously looking around for solutions to our problems, but I've seen artists lose their optimism when those proven methods don't work out for them. The truth is that you are going to face unique obstacles, and the moment that you take that first step into a creative life, everything you fear will become a reality. All of those excuses to avoid going for it, all of those possible rejections, criticisms, judgments, struggles, and so on, will pop out of the woods and greet you. It's like a bad horror movie. Try not to get ahead of yourself and react to the obstacles. Instead, choose how you will respond to the threat effectively when they happen. Basically, you are creating your own unique roadmap to artistic badassery. Take that machete and hack down your fear step by step, inch by inch, and circumstance by circumstance. Believe it or not, you are going to do everything you can to self-sabotage. You will scare yourself into quitting so that you could run out of the woods with your hands flailing helplessly in the air. We all do that because it's safer to remain small and invisible than to be bold and put yourself out there. It is scary. Rejection, criticisms, and failures are lurking behind the trees ready to jump out at you at any moment. Most times, when we are afraid of something, we learn to avoid it. We avoid anything that is uncomfortable, including the things that we don't want to think about. Ignoring the fear or obstacle only prepares you to run into it with no plan and no way of responding. Facing it, even in your thoughts, lets you decide how to deal with it. Most of your obstacles will come from your own noggin. Bearing your fear is like trying to walk with your head on backwards. It's unnecessarily burdensome and it looks stupid. Think about getting your head on right and make it easier for yourself. If you don't, you're going to have a rough go. The following timeline contains our, my wife, Clee and I, first year of experiences when we started our art career. Remember, these are our experiences and not a roadmap or anything. This is meant to show that everyone gets started somewhere. Things are not going to go according to plan. Your journey through the woods is not a straight line and some opportunities might be disguised as setbacks. November 2010. Put sketches out at flea market and Clee jewelry. May 2011. Start showing art and jewelry every Saturday and Sunday. September 2011. Clean making some sales. I've been creating paintings. November 2011. Dropped iPhone and pool. No money to replace. December 2011. 30 videos in 30 days on YouTube. Failed project. January 12. Computer virus. No more videos. January 2012. O market over $500. February 2012. Sold my first painting. February 2012. Sold more art. Paid off half of what I owe. February 2012. 
Sold more art. Paid off all that I owe. March 2012. Sold no art. Owe booth rent again. Look for more options. March 2012. Open Etsy store online. March 2012. Things still slow. Look for more opportunities. April 2012. Check out gallery night event. Talk to artists about shows. April 2012. Move studio from suitcase in garage into the house. April 2012. Show art at art party. April 2012. 150 likes on Facebook. Wow. May 2012. Sold some pieces today at yard and art sale. May 2012. Nothing happened online. Crickets. May 2012. Little fat girl smacked my paintings, called them inappropriate and ugly. May 2012. Copper jewelry by Rafi. Failed project. May 2012. Got my first commission. May 2012. Sold my first piece for over $400. May 2012. Showed my art at gallery night. Good sales. June 2012. Tornado touched down at the market. Make repairs. June 2012. Auctioned off a piece for Wildlife Sanctuary. June 2012. Showed at the Pal Fox Market. Better opportunity than Flea Market. June 2012. Display art at Mesa de Luna, Downtown Business. June 2012. Look for other businesses to show art at. June 2012. Festival. Art on the Bayfront. Good sales. July 2012. Market and Flea Market every weekend. August 2012. Put pieces up at one of the local businesses. August 2012. Fort Walton Beach Art Walk every second Friday. September 2012. Show three days at Seafood Fest. Good sales. October 2012. Speak in front of the Art Association in Gulf Breeze. Got paid. October 2012. Came out in local newspaper. October 2012. River Art Walk Festival, good sales. November 2012, invited to Crystal Studios, eventually a big mistake. November 2012, featured in Potential Magazine. November 2012, let loose and paint with Rafi class. It was fun. November 2012, local business, show my art. November 2012, another local business, show my art. December 2012, Open Studio Visits, Great Sales. From these humble beginnings as of 2019, I have been featured in a documentary, come out in newspapers, magazines, and have won awards for my art. I have been voted Best of the Coast and have sold thousands of paintings, sculptures, installations, and murals. We have a nice-sized following on the internet and loyal collectors all over the world. It's been nine years, and we are still just getting started. As you could see, it wasn't a straight line from point A to B. You may have to meander about, climb up and down, go around obstacles, cross rivers, get your bearings, and be willing to change direction and backtrack a little. Most importantly, you need to look around and come up with your own opportunities. Stop waiting for permission. No one could have laid out my plan for me. No one could have predicted or told me what to expect. Most times, when you hear success stories, you think it was overnight, but success takes time. There is no such thing as an overnight success. We all get started somewhere, and it's usually very humbling. It's more like 10 to 20 year success. All you can really do is get started. 
try new things, and keep going despite the obstacles. As you can see from our timeline, we tried new opportunities as they presented themselves. Facing the fear was the only way to really put ourselves out there, and that became the goal. Obviously, money is great, but selling wasn't the goal. Aiming your sights on money as a measure of success is short-term thinking and dangerous. There are a lot of insecurities wrapped up in the green stuff, and it could complicate things. Besides, the more people that know that you exist, the more sales you will eventually make. So my measurement of success was meeting new people who didn't know about my art. You have to be prepared to play the long game and give yourself time to deal with your insecurities, fears, and doubts. To get my stuff out there, I had to be willing to do some crappy shows. I had to get started somewhere, and a lot of the big name shows were way out of my budget. I was also not going to wait around to be accepted by a gallery. I had to take my destiny into my own hands. This meant that I had a lot of failures and a lot of financial struggles. I find it essential to put your focus on your success, but don't ignore the failures because they're just as crucial to the growth of your career, if not more. I love the fact that things were financially hard and not working out when I started. I had every excuse in the world to give up, but I kept going. I didn't quit. I know that could be difficult, and I don't recommend that kind of struggle for everyone, but it really put a fire under my ass to find solutions. You know best how to deal with your own situation and circumstances. You have to make the choices that work for you. The only thing I could suggest is not giving up, no matter what. Keep going. Change direction if you have to, but don't give up. Putting yourself out there means heartache, roadblock, trials, mistake, failures, hard times, and rejections. That is what happens when you express who you are in public. It is also freeing. The bad is the pain. The good is the freedom to become your own kind of human and live life on your terms. The future of the art world will be defined by those who are willing to take risks, experiment vigorously, and continue in the face of failure. Yeah, so blazing your own trail. Yeah. You got to blaze your own trail. Yeah, it's terrible and horrible and awesome and exciting. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And just so that everybody knows that is uh, waiting on the commentary, the, you awesome people that supported me on Indiegogo and our patrons, uh, we will be working on the commentary this month. And the plan is to release the commentary to uh, all our Indiegogo supporters and the patrons uh probably by the end of the month and chances are I'll be launching it onto audible and whenever audible accepts it, if they accept it, that's when it'll hit audible in of itself and become available to everyone. Audible's got rules. Yeah, they do. That's have probably rules. a good thing. Yeah. It's good that they have rules. Cause if not, then you know, you get a bunch of shite on there and we don't want shite Indeed. on audible. And I'm curious to know how you guys feel about the whole roadmap thing or even like, uh, what we were talking about earlier, like taking on a project that is absolutely terrifying and seeing it as 
the end result of that project of Vic coming to life as being the therapy of not having wanted to really pursue the project in the first place. I'm curious to know if you have any stories that go along those lines. Just leave that in the comment section below. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios. Total awesome